Welcome to Selfed, the self-education podcast. Your future self will thank you for. Ooh, that's the first time I said it that way. I had all these ideas in my head of what it was going to sound like or how I was going to present it. And I wanted to use self-education and past tense self as kind of a little bit of a wordplay on self-ED because ED usually means past tense, but it also looks like self-ed, so self-education. So however you choose to interpret it. This podcast is something that's for me. Um, Just full transparency, I'm the dude who hosted this podcast called Something Positive for Positive People, where I interviewed people who were living with herpes about their experiences. And through that, I've learned a significant amount about sexual health and mental health that I didn't get in school. And this was through the just challenges that these people face in dating, their relationships with family, identifying support systems, navigating boundaries and uh, managing their relationships, dealing with abuse, and all of the different things that were completely irrelevant from STIs, sexually transmitted infections, for those who don't know what that means. Um, But yeah, I, I just primarily interviewed people with herpes and all of these different things would come up that weren't even relevant to it. And so it's made me really increase a desire for some sort of change, some kind of advocacy to take place, more so for mental health than sexual health, simply because I believe that they're both the same thing. If we are teaching people how to manage relationships, how to respect and uphold boundaries, how to ask for what they want, learn how to say no, which it's weird that we even have to learn these things. I think that if we're equipped with all of these things and look at it from an overall mental health standpoint, it directly extends into sexual health. Maybe we wouldn't even have to have sexual health education uh, at too early, quote, uh, of an age if the mental health stuff is in place. But over the last four years at this point, I've been interviewing people and, like I said, learning all of this stuff. And the consistent patterns here is that the kind of education or self-learning that I've had through these conversations is what people need. And it's learned through uh, conversations with people. It's learned through life experiences that really don't have much to do with sex in itself or sexuality at all. Uh, I've learned to really identify my own specific traumas and how to lean into those and heal those. Uh, Healing is an ongoing process. It's not something that's completed. It's not something that really ever is done. I think that we get to a space where we can take a break so to speak, and enjoy where we are in our lives and appreciate the process uh, and the progress that we've made. However, I don't think that there's ever a point where we can just look back, sigh, and say, ah, I made it. The work is done. That's not the case. And I continue to learn this as I continue to navigate uh, life and how I navigate discussions and implementing a lot of this stuff that I'm learning. This podcast, more than anything, for me, is an accountability tool 
to hold myself accountable for living the way that I'm encouraging others to live in a way that allows for you to challenge your assumptions with experience in a way that challenges you to be intentional more often than you're not because there are just patterns and behaviors that we find ourselves uh, participating in we find ourselves doing that we're just completely unaware of until we're able to somehow break that cycle by replacing it with a healthier behavioral pattern or stop doing the behavior altogether this podcast is something that's going to go more into my experiences um on my last one i was very objective in things i was very non-judgmental and that space was not for me that space was for the healing of the guests who came on uh except for the times that i did my own solo episodes which those were i can speak transparently here more popular than many of the episodes that I had with guests who shared it within their network, who have large followings and would share it with their social media followers. And I don't know if it had to do with the fact that I marketed it a little better. If I wrote out bomb descriptions, if the episode title was catchy, but I know that I put my soul into those. I know that I spoke from the heart. I know that I spoke in ways that um, while I tried to tie it in with STIs, I could have had the same dialogue that occurred uh, on the podcast episodes without even trying to make it connect to be relevant for that podcast. And that's something that also nudged me in the direction of starting self because I was forcing a connection between the relevant experience that I was having and being able to speak to what I learned from it in a way that always had to connect back to STIs or had to connect with herpes in particular. And that didn't feel good for me. But the response from the audience was also something that let me know, hey, this is something that um, other people care about. This is something that's important to others. And it's become more important to me to be able to spend more time in the space of healing altogether rather than healing in a sense of just STIs and sexuality. Because me personally, I've learned very recently that sex has been a major vehicle of emotional expression for me. I am, I guess this is a good point of presenting my identity. I am a cisgendered, heterosexual, but engages in queer sex, male, and I'm, I want to get these right, so I want to touch on all of them. I am able-bodied, I can hear well, see well, Um, I am fit. I would be considered uh, attractive to, I don't know who, but um, I guess I'm attractive. What else do I hear people say? I want to make sure that I'm using everything here. Um, I use he, they pronouns, and the they is just for awareness. Anybody can be a they. If we only have three 
known pronouns at this point. I mean, I would feel very disrespected if somebody called me an it. So <laughs> that'd probably be the only thing. Don't call me an it. I go by he, or you can call me they. But it's a matter of uh, when I present that, I think that it opens up dialogue for people who may present as a female-bodied person, but they may identify as non-binary. And they would want to be perceived as them, they. So it's a matter of putting it out there in a way that others feel comfortable acknowledging that. Or even if I present it to a new person um, who's like, oh, what, why they? I can go into an explanation of what that's about and educate. So that's why I go by uh, he or they in my like subject line or not subject line, my signature line on my email or if I'm in Zoom calls or anything like that, but I got a beard, full head of hair, deep voice, I'm six foot tall and like muscular, so no one's gonna misgender me. Uh, and you know, people asking about pronouns, I see it as more of a respect thing, just in case uh, someone who looks exactly like me or has the similar features would not, uh, would feel like they don't belong in their body and the only way to really affirm them is to just respect their pronoun use and call them a them they or use them they pronouns with them. Uh, so that's probably all of them. Uh, yeah, I guess I don't have to speak to socioeconomic status or anything like that. Uh, but yeah, that's those are my identities. And again, as I'm going through life having these conversations with people on a regular basis i learn a lot of things that i want to apply to myself and one of the challenges is being intentional more often than not and so here's a good place for me to set my intention and that is for this to be a space that when i listen to this in however many years hopefully uh, i get to see that um, i get to see I get to look back and listen to this and it be a reflection of what I got out of journaling. Uh, I still do journal. I caught myself writing in it recently and I got to a point where I was like, oh, I really don't have anything to write about. So it's not necessarily a space for me to process. It's a space for me to share learnings and share even conversations with other people. More of this podcast should be me just expressing myself this is my new vehicle of self-expression rather than it being sex um like i was starting to say and this is a good point to go ahead and continue that i know how to express anger a good example of it is uh my old podcast something positive for positive people was a podcast where i interviewed people with herpes about their experiences uh, for the sake of those who were contemplating suicide to hear from people who are living everyday normal lives with the herpes virus. And herpes is a very stigmatized STI. I've had herpes for, at this point, eight years, genital HSV type 2, which is um, one of the two primarily sexually transmitted types. This one just happens to more so be prevalent genitally. And when I found other people 
who also had herpes and found that there were communities available, there were people who wanted to kill themselves, who openly said that they wanted to kill themselves. I know people who have tried to kill themselves. I know people who have uh, died by suicide. And that's been something that has driven or sparked anger in me for a number of reasons. And I've seen it around me threatened and it's just, it's been something that sparked anger. So the anger sparked from suicide ideation was something that I learned to express in my podcast, in my now nonprofit that's providing mental health services to people who are struggling with STI stigma, uh, particularly herpes right now. Um, and I hope that that expands into being able to just remove the barriers of seeking medical or mental health um, services for anyone who may have issues with money, who may have issues with accessibility, who may not be able to choose the right therapist for them. That's what I ultimately want to be able to do. And this was something that came up from anger, right? What about the other emotions? There's a lot. And sex was my vehicle of expressing all of those emotions. And this is something that I'm actively working on now and trying to um, navigate by having more relationships with men, um, just in hanging out, working out, uh, playing video games together, building businesses together, working together, these kinds of things. And with women friends, I'm recognizing that I don't need to have sex with anyone. So what else is there? I recognize that sex has not only been my vehicle for emotional expression, but it's also been a vehicle of um, connection. And I think that I've identified my primary motivator in life is to connect. The word connect would be at the peak of my life diagram of desires, right? And why do I want to connect or how do I connect? When we break that down, we get into my relationship values. When we break that down at the bottom of the pyramid are my, uh, I, the values that I identify as. So when people ask me, who am I? I don't necessarily think that answering that in a very generic way would be accurate because it changes. I, that answer will always change based on where I am in life. And right now, the most consistent me that I can say that I've been is uh, with these values of evolution, peace, liberation. These three things at their core are where a lot of my decisions are made. And when I am experiencing these three things in everything that I'm doing, I am aligned and connected. So that's how I view that. But this is a whole podcast feed of essentially a journal. And in my role at Something Positive for Positive People as the podcaster, my face has been out uh, among a very stigmatized virus. And I know that um, it hasn't gotten the kind of support that it should, given the fact that the virus is so stigmatized. And the reality is most of the people who have herpes honestly don't care, right? And they're in relationships, so it's not an issue for them, or they don't get outbreaks, it's not an issue. When it's an issue, you know how to handle it. You take your medication, the outbreak goes away, you're back to functioning like normal. Um, and not to take away from anyone who, who has the experiences of severe outbreaks or who fears disclosure out of uh, 
fears of abuse or anything like that. Uh, but for me, the the whole thing about um, my my own herpes diagnosis and my experience was that it led me to the realization that it's not all about the herpes and it's about the healing. So me being a straight black man, having my face out there to the world about uh, something that most people, especially in my community or who uh, look like me, I represented something to them. I got more private messages than anything. And I don't want to be the kind of person that people strive to be. I want to be the kind of person that others see perhaps their own healing in and they can take the lessons that I put out there through this podcast and apply them to their themselves. And that's what I want this to be about. So I'm putting my own personal healing on display before it was uh, putting the healing of other people on display. And I took those lessons, all 200 ish lessons of those podcast guests and however many thousand people that I would have connected with and touched base with behind the scenes. And I'm applying those lessons to my life and here's how it's looking. So I'm putting out here on this podcast, my healing for other people to be able to see, take what they need from it and then go on and heal. That's it. So if anyone uh, who's listening, like if you are fond of this podcast and you like it and you find it useful, yay. I imagine that maybe some people who listen to the old podcast will join this community, I guess. But I'm not going to super invest in necessarily building a community here because this isn't what it's about. I want for people to. Uh, If they listen and choose to take the lessons away from here. Yeah, let's connect connect with me Um, But I don't want to make this something that becomes um, like a business or uh, more on a regular um, More of like a regular uh, uh, Something that needs to be super invested in Uh, on a physical level or monetary level. I just want this to be something that is a place for my soul to exist. So for me to be able to leave some kind of a legacy behind me, I guess, it'll be an insight to where Courtney is right now. Um, The time of recording is, I think it's March 20, hold on, is it 21st, 23rd? March 23rd, 2021. Uh, mid COVID-19 pandemic. I'm sitting here in the Given 100 gym and I'm in the back room recording with the lights off. I got the refrigerator unplugged, sound off. There's construction in the background. This is where I am today. This is where I am right now physically. And through my words, you're hearing where I am emotionally. You know, this is this is essentially, you know, uh, part of this. This isn't what's going to be overtly communicated is a letter to myself, like a, a an audio just book, essentially, to my future self on the self-education that I am receiving along the way. And this self-education is coming through healing. It's challenging me to look at my traumas, look at what my intentions are and heal by consciously taking actions that align with my core values. And that's what I'm hoping to articulate 
through this podcast and uh, just with the conversations that I hope to have with people and for them not to be exclusively related to herpes. I have moved on from the Something Positive for Positive People podcast. Uh, I If opportunities present themselves for me to do more with that uh, as a uh, investigative journalist of STI stigma or herpes stigma specifically presenting the solution, which is my nonprofit by the same name, something positive for positive people that people are able to come get what they need and then do what I'm doing right now. Like I'm living proof of that. It was time for me to transition and I felt that. And here I am. Hey, I'm still doing things for the nonprofit. There are aspects of the podcast that people will always be able to come get what they need and leave. Um, but this, again, this is just the next step. This is me practicing what I preach. Come get what you need and then you leave. Because when you leave, you're going to be better than you were before you came here is my hope. Um, so as I share, as I share my personal experiences in life, as I share what feels, uh, what I feel called to share, uh, understand again, that my original intention here has been for this to be a space of healing, a space of expression for my soul. I don't know what expressing other emotions looks like. I'm learning that along the way as now I am, uh, working to connect with various people on a platonic level uh and i mean yeah i'm still having sex don't get me wrong <laughs> but i'm more conscious with the sex that i have i'm much more conscious of who i'm having sex with and what my intention is of the interaction it's not just a matter of me subconsciously acting out uh the 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 need to express some emotion that i can't identify I think I get most excited and happy and joyful whenever there's food around. I get the most down, disappointed, sad when people say they're going to do something and then they don't do them. Or even myself, when I say I'm going to do something and don't do it, I feel that same feeling. Uh, and I'm making it a point to practice that, to practice what I say I'm going to do. If I say I'm going to do something, then I'm going to do it no matter how much later it is than it was supposed to be done because that time period, if I say I'm going to do something at 7 a.m. and I don't get around to it until 11 p.m., all those hours that pass in between, that's where anxiety comes in. When am I going to do this? I am conflicting with my innermost values. I'm conflicting with my identity. I'm conflicting with myself, with who I am for that many hours. And that's when people are out of alignment. I hope odd like there's so much stuff that i want to say here even in the first episode but i i'm gonna try and stick to topics this here really just serves as the groundwork for what to expect moving forward on this podcast as every episode one should be uh but i'm i'm thrilled to be able to do this because i was stressing out over the last i will say two weeks um i was stressed and I had anxiety about what was next because I did feel like it's been time to move forward uh, and to serve people at a better in a better way, as well as serve myself. So this podcast serves two purposes, one of which is just to 
be what my soul felt compelled to need and also in my own being willing to put myself out there my face my experiences and share stuff and invite people into this space to do the same for the sake of other people to be able to come here and like I said get what they need and then leave so I it, it doesn't matter to me how many downloads this podcast gets I don't want that kind of pressure on myself yeah I'm I've got a website I'll track the downloads and everything by default um and I'm gonna have at least an about page and a blog page just to go alongside this because that's what made my um, previous podcast like those were elements of it that contributed to the success of it and the success here the the metric of success for me will be how connected I am how consistently connected I am not only to other people or the people around me who find this or who are drawn into the authenticity, but how connected I am to myself. Am I going to commit to releasing one podcast a week and then take time off because this isn't something that's bringing me income because it's not getting likes or views when I post about it or because people are ashamed to share it like with the last podcast due to some kind of a social stigma. No, <laughs> that's not it. Uh, it's, it's for me. And like I'm over here, you know, I've got a couple tears brewing up right now because I know that uh, investing in myself or giving myself what it is that I need hasn't been something that I've been very good at. I mean, unless it's been something that revolves around sex. Now, I don't think I got like some kind of sex addiction or anything. It's just that the way that I have navigated sex has been like this is my vehicle for connection. And that's been it. I um, look back on other times where I felt most connected to and I'm looking at ways to revisit those Um, when I played football, the times that I had with my teammates, not only on the field after winning or making a good play or just being excited with one another, but also off the field. There were emotions expressed after loss, after a teammate lost a family member or if a teammate had a big celebration or got recognized for something or even something as little as, you know, funny moments that occur. These were moments that I felt connected and sex is a moment that I feel connected. So nothing's more healthy or uh, less healthy than the other. These are just things that happen that invoke the same feeling of connectedness. And so I am on a path of discovering other ways to feel connected to and despite the pandemic um, whenever things are wherever they're going to be consistently I think that that'll dictate how uh, I go about seeking more active connections more consistent connections too but this is something that I'm working on personally and I challenge you the listener whoever it is that finds this podcast to do that for yourself Um, I think that Perhaps we should begin with asking yourself that question, who am I? And when I say who am I, look at how you identify. You can backtrack and go, well, who am I not? Or those kinds of things. If my identity, what works for me is identifying with things that people cannot uh, take away from you. They can't 
add to, they can't shift, they can't do any of those things. It was through self um, reflection intensely. I asked coworkers, friends, strangers, how they perceived me. I asked everybody to give me three words to describe me. This was my process. Oh, this can be kind of like the, the main focal point of this first episode so that if you're starting this journey and you're starting it with me here, um, identify those things based on how others perceive you and make sure you write down how you see yourself. So give yourself just three words to describe yourself. Just one word. It can't be a, a double word or anything like that. Um, and I'll go into how I went about it and what it did for me. But I asked people who knew me closely, my mom, my dad, to describe me in three words. And I asked friends around me, coworkers, and uh, someone that I had recently met, like, hey, how would you describe me? And I got a feel for how I was being perceived in the world by people around me. And so consistently, what came up were like open-minded open-minded was a consistent when i did this years ago i think at this point it would have been six seven years ago uh open-minded was a word Ooh, that was one and then um what was another one open-minded uh trustworthy was another one uh growth minded something along those lines something about growth came up and um like free-spirited (laughs) <laughs> these were all words that people use to describe me. I still have these. Uh, I, I took these sheets of paper and I put them into a notebook and uh, I kept it. But what I collected from that and what was consistent with my own beliefs was uh, there were things that came up. People called me confident and I didn't recognize myself as confident. In fact, I thought I was very insecure, uh, insecure in a way of. Uh, just like about my herpes diagnosis because that impacted my identity as a sexual being because I have this STI, this virus, that means that I can't have sex with people because people don't want to have sex with people who have herpes was what my thought process was at that point in time. Even though I had had experiences that directly challenged that belief, that was the narrative that I chose to believe about myself. So my identity as someone who communicates and feels and expresses and feels connected to when I'm having sex was directly in a conflict. And so the things that I, the ways that I saw myself were ways that other people didn't see me. No one said anything to me about sex or being sexual uh, or being undesirable. No one said these things. So there had to be some truth to it. It was like, okay, if I'm the only person who sees this, then what's the problem? So that's where an insecurity was for me was in my lack of confidence. And so when I saw that, I think that I was like, huh, these people might be right about something. And so looking through the various responses that I got, I took what resonated with me the most and what was consistent. And I put that on a sheet of paper. And what came up for me at that point in time were freedom, growth, understanding the open-mindedness coming up uh that was something that uh i think kind of led to all three of these being formed because i wanted to grow i was very curious and interested in people and their experiences and perspectives like i was very genuinely interested in humans and then uh freedom freedom to 
think what you want, freedom to do what you want, freedom to be who you want to be whenever you want to be that person. I don't think we have to make a decision on who we are right now and stick to that for the rest of our lives. Um, I think that what we commit to, we should probably stick to until it no longer serves us because that consistency is very important. Um, another one was, uh, like I said, freedom, I said growth and understanding. Um, that was another one that open-minded kind of came into. They People would say I'm a good communicator, that I was trustworthy. It was important for me not necessarily to understand one another in terms of a two-way street of communication, but even to have understanding that we don't understand each other or be accepting of understanding. Accepting would have been a much better word now that I'm talking this out loud, but understanding was the word. And over time, this was how I lived my life and made decisions more often than not. And I think that's a very important key phrase here, because when you're out of that alignment for yourself and mind you, this is where my sense of self had now shifted to my sense of shell, my sense of self shifted into my identification with these three values, freedom, growth, uh, understanding. So this was how I was living more often than not. And there came a point where those three words had become too inhibiting to what I believed myself to be. So they had to evolve and I had to kind of shed my uh, values skin, my, my, my value snake skin had to come off. So as I had more life experiences, I think at that point uh, I began to open up about my herpes status and share with people and I started the podcast interviewing people and I began talking to a lot more people and those evolved evolution evolved from growth because I didn't value growth growth is a up down type thing to me whereas evolution is internal it's expansive it involves depth and it, it 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 evolves depth depth <laughs> depth and expansion is what evolution um, represents to me. And as I continue to go through these, like I recognize all three of them needed to tune up. So the sense of liberation I got from saying I have herpes to someone or having some guests feel like I felt the energy shift, the the load came off of them. The first person that I interviewed about their experience with herpes, this thing that just has been weighing on them. When that person finished their experience, I felt what liberation was. Freedom didn't fit because uh, I believe freedom is when you're, uh, ah, they're, they're, the difference is, there's almost no difference, but it's so subtle. Freedom is like freedom from something, whereas liberation is liberation to something. So I wasn't freeing her from captivity or anything like that because she wasn't captive in reality. Yeah, in her mind she was, which is just as real as being held captive in reality. But it was a liberating thing by just showing her, hey, you know, this this chain is actually not tied to anything. The sense of liberation from her and for me having experienced that freedom didn't fit because what my freedom 
or what inhibited my freedom wasn't real. It was me. It was in my imagination. It was just a, a cloud. Imagine like taking a lasso and throwing it into a dark room. And then you're so afraid to go in there and get your lasso that you leave it there. But you hold on to it because you don't want to let it go. It takes for you to walk into that room, feel around, notice there's nothing to feel. Maybe you bring a light in there with you and you just see your lasso sitting on the floor in the darkness. That could be gone away if you just bring a light to it. Or maybe you find somebody who can come in there and be like, hey, I'll bring a light with you. I'll bring a light with me. And show you, hey, this rope isn't tied to anything. And that's what the relationship was between me and a lot of my podcast guests. So liberation fit more. And then for understanding, I believe there is clarity that comes from understanding that more so resembles peace consistently than it does. Oh, we understand each other or we understand not to understand each other. But but peace being something that's just calming and anchoring and the peace that comes with uh, being OK with acceptance or that comes with acceptance. And like I said, now acceptance would have been a much better word, but that's what I feel from peace. Uh, I'm at peace with myself. I'm at peace with those around me. And I like to hope that I bring the hope of peace to people that I come into contact with. So these are my three values and that's how we ended up getting here. And I have relationship values that I'm sure I'll touch on because I can't shut up about them, but that's, that's, that's later. But what I value most out of the relationship dynamic that I uh, am building here with whatever audience comes here and uh, how I navigate the world I am in alignment with my values and connected. There's this middle piece here. When I'm connecting to other people, here's what I need from you. I need transparency. I need consistency. I need maturity. And I need reciprocity. So what that looks like, I'll leave that for you to decide. <laughs> because for me, this is what I have in my dating and partnerships and relationships with friends and my closest relatives, the people that I'm most involved with honor those four things. And you can call these relational values, relationship intentions, or even boundaries. You know, if I don't get all four of those things, I don't think that it's a good idea for us to be around one another a lot. And I use transparency over honesty because you can tell the truth and just leave parts out. You can tell the truth and still be lying in a way. So the transparency to me is perhaps offering a little bit more than I normally would. I'm not asking that of other people, but it feels good. You ever had someone tell you, hey, um, I'm going to do this and I also offer a little bit more information than they needed to in a way that just makes you feel good. Because it's like you didn't have to tell me that there's nothing uh, about our relationship dynamic that compels you to have to tell me anything but you shared a little bit extra and i appreciate that the whole thing about maturity is i am going to mess up i am going to say politically incorrect things i'm gonna cuss i'm gonna say nigga and that's gonna make you uncomfortable i am going to challenge your thoughts and beliefs i want for what maturity represents is us being able to have mature dialogue exchanges about this I am not a big fan of this whole cancel culture thing. I'm not going to lie because it removes the um, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, 
it removes the responsibility of even acknowledging that a mistake was made. So if we just completely cancel things because a certain person said something or whatever without acknowledging or without being able to move forward and acknowledge, hey, here's what happened. Here's why I was wrong. Here's what we're doing about it. Then we're st we're setting we're, we're going backwards because that pattern is just going to repeat itself at some point in the future. And it may be by somebody else in canceling things. All you're doing is teaching other people who subscribe to that same belief or belief system that they just need to hush about it or that they need to adapt and evolve their way of expressing whatever beliefs there are. You know, no acknowledge, hey, this was wrong. And I, this person uh, needs to be held accountable, maybe apologizing and, you know, learning uh, or unlearning whatever it was that made them think that that was okay. Like there, there are ways to go about this. So I'm not a big fan of cancel culture and maturity just looks like being able and willing to have dialogue with me directly about anything that you may have a problem with in regards to what I say on this platform, because it is public. I am aware that. Yeah, free speech, but free speech comes with a consequence. Ain't nothing, ain't nothing really free. <laughs> uh, the other one is consistency. Uh, don't listen to episode 60 and then come at me about something that I said in episode three being different. I think that people ought to change. Um, I think people should change when the information is presented to them that warrants change. Let me better say that people are going to continue to evolve and adapt to whatever their circumstances are. And as long as it's operating in a way that's ethical and quote and, and transparent, <laughs> then there's no problems with it. Because like I said, I'm going to mess up and I'm going to be transparent about my mess ups. But what um, consistency looks like is don't miss out on the stuff in between episode two and episode 60, whatever that made you go and get upset or say something to me about, um, about like my inconsistency or something, because you don't get from point A to Z by skipping B through Y. There's a transition point there. So if you're going to be here, please be here. Um, there may be episodes you don't rock with. All right, cool. That's perfectly fine. But this is me setting the groundwork and expectations on what to expect moving forward. So from this point, you're either interested or you're not interested. Um, this is just uh, this is just what it is. Um, so this these are things that are important to me. So don't be a first time listener at <laughs> one of the latest episodes and come at me with any type of like negativity or negative feedback or telling me how to do things because I won't I honestly won't respect it or listen to it. If you tell me that, oh, new listener here and I have a problem with this. Now, if I'm wrong, please tell me like if I'd say something wrong. Please, please, please acknowledge me and acknowledge it and say that. But like, yeah, I, I don't do well with inconsistency. And that's perhaps why this is one of my um, relational values. Now, this fourth one is very new to me. And uh, I'm working through. Uh, there's nothing to really work through about this. It's reciprocity. You know, I think that if you're taking a lot from this, if you're being given a lot from it um 
do something with it. You don't have to necessarily like share my podcast. You don't have to uh, write in or offer me money. If you want to do anything, you can donate to something positive for positive people. That's going to always be my uh, purpose in life is to advocate for accessible mental health resources. And that's what the money will go towards. So um, I'm going to continue to always do that. But yeah, I don't, I would like for you to just use what you learn here, take away from it and apply it to someone else or apply it to something else or put it in use. That's what I want. I want you to put it to use. That will make me feel so good. And if I'm pursuing any type of feeling here of connectedness, just like one of the best compliments that I can ever hear is thank you. Actually, it's according to you were right. That's my favorite thing to hear. But we're not stroking egos here. This is a space for healthy healing <laughs> and uh, spiritual, my own like spirit being fulfilled and just me being able to come here and actually talk and connect and feel connected to. So the reciprocity just looks like actually using what you get here and applying it to your real life or to your day-to-day -day life and putting it, um, sharing it with, sharing what you learn with people. You don't have to tell them where it came from. Like, I don't care about that. I just care that differences are being made as a result of people taking action to heal themselves because healed people heal people. Healing people heal people. I want to say that in a way where it's a right now word um, because like I said, healing is an ongoing thing. And... If I'm healing myself, I'm hopefully encouraging the healing of other and serving as a catalyst to that and putting my healing on display. I hope that there's just a community of healing going on, of a perpetual state of healing that's happening so that anyone who finds themselves in this space, in self podcast or the self community, and I'm using air quotes when I say that because it's just me. Oh. <laughs> uh, I want for people to put their healing on display, even if it's just for someone close to them. So that's what reciprocity looks like for me. So by continuing on to episode two and listening to that, whatever that's going to turn out to be, I've got a couple of recordings in place now. Um, I just don't know when to release or how to release. Like I want you to take the next week from the time you hear this before the next episode drops to do this work from the time that you hear this podcast to the time that you listen to episode two. Uh, I, I challenge you. I challenge you to implement whatever you take away from this or whatever it is that you took away from this. And I'm happy to have you write in to Courtney at selfpodcast.com. That's selfedpodcast.com. Uh, and yeah, you can share it with me. I'm not going to create social media accounts for this. It's just going to be a podcast. Um, I don't want to overwhelm myself. Like we're at March 2021 of a pandemic and um, I'm already taking a lot off my plate by um, stopping the podcast recordings for something positive for positive people uh, until further notice. So um, if I were to just completely go balls deep into a new podcast with all of the same obligations that I had with the other one, then that would dismiss the purpose of it. So I'm putting more time into personal training, more time into yoga, more time into my nonprofit in general so that I can continue to serve 
while also balancing out my own individual personal needs for survival and luxury because I, I want to play more. I've not given myself much time to play. I've not given myself much of uh, that that conscious feeling of alignment and connection. And I honestly, I truth be told, need to just start making more money. Um, I got a tarot reading recently, and I couldn't believe that she said this, but she was just like, you really need to do a better job of balancing your charity with your self-sustainability. And I, that hit me in my soul, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> so hard so this is where i'm at uh, i think this is a really good uh closing point and when i say closing point that usually means there's about five more minutes of talking to happen but uh with this being the first episode like i said this is uh just expectation setting um this is what i hope for of you i hope for of myself that when i look back on this you know maybe i, I just i smile a little bit <laughs> knowing that uh, I'm doing something for myself. And if by chance other people are doing something for themselves, yay. Let's be a community of people who do things for ourselves. All right. That's what I'm hoping to get out of this. That's what I'm hoping you get out of this. My metric of success just looks like progress and enjoying the process of being able to just sit somewhere and press record and just speak from my spirit because I don't have notes here. I'm in a dark room right now. Uh, this blue light from the microphone's blasting me in my face, but that's it. I want to be able to record and upload without having to edit or worry about anything being said incorrectly or having to go back and worry about how something sounds. Like this is it. This is this is what you can expect moving forward. Um, so thank you. Thank you for taking the time to listen to this. Thank you for finding me. If you came over for something positive for positive people, thank you for being here. Um, and to all the guests that are to come, I already know there are going to be some amazing discussions and insights and takeaways for people to leave with that are going to improve their, li their lives and their relationships with themselves. So I hope that self is something that you can get. Get self. Ooh, is that going to be a thing? Get self. Ooh, <laughs> I'm genuinely excited about that. Uh, we'll see if that turns into a thing. But uh, the website, there's nothing there right now, <laughs> but there will be. I'm setting up the podcast now. The uh, website is www.selfedpodcast.com. That's www.selfedpodcast.com podcast.com that's s-e-l-f-e-d wordplay on self-ed like self-education and self past tense again this is the self-education your future self will thank you for thank you <laughs>